Our next guest, this is very exciting. You guys just might know her. She is a multi-hyphenate artist. (laughs) So obnoxious. A powerhouse. (laughs) I didn't write that. (laughs) A radio personality on Sirius XM, former longtime Q DJ in Los Angeles, voiceover artist, writer. She's also done some great things with Animal Rescue. Our next guest, ladies and gentlemen... Ladies and gentlemen, Cat <laughs> Corbett in the house. Oh, hello. All right, you hello. hold tight. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Cause I Have To podcast, where living your dream is the only option. We're your hosts. I'm Julie Slater. And I'm Jason Friday. And we've been scouring the earth for people living their dharma so we can share their stories with you. And hopefully we help you find your dharma. Let's do it. <laughs> and we're back, guys. <laughs> Magic. These you breaks know, are so easy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that uh, uh, maybe funny is not the word. You and I have like such a like our lives are so intertwined, yet we've barely spent any time together. I think we saw each other at uh, another DJ Booker's birthday party once. Uh, we haven't spent a lot of time together, but yet I was on K-Rock in New York uh, mm-hmm. doing middays. You on K-R-O-Q in Los Angeles. They were sister stations and uh, we were both rocking the mic, playing some alternative. Sometimes, wait, wait, we went through great rock period. We had some weird <laughs> times. You guys leaned a little more um, what I would say at the time new wave where we went hard rock heavy drag well we had we of... had that a little bit we had our like stained era I like that you <laughs> yeah. know yeah. that kind of stuff we also played like hair band <laughs> stuff at times where I think you guys probably didn't touch that like winger and things no like that. but like today yeah. I'd be like yeah hell yeah bring on the winger you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was bummed because I didn't really get to play the more, you know, like if we played U2, we couldn't play anything new wave around it. New wave. Too crazy. Got to keep it rock. <laughs> Those rules, you know. Yeah, so many, so many rules. Yeah, so we had lots of friends that were mutual friends. I mean, Sluggo went from Los Angeles K-Rock to New York K-Rock. Yeah. Um, I think he worked under Rob Cross for a while who I got to know at oh, Kirok. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was very, uh, you know, kind of incestuous, this whole thing, um, which was great. But we've <laughs> always been in the ether around each other, um, just not having, you know, a great amount of time to hang out, well, like being at shows. And, you know, it's always so, you know, the show's going on. So you're not really hanging out talking. Yeah. But um, and then I think we were like, yeah, let's go grab a drink. And then COVID happens. So no drinks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so that's how our relationship's been going, Julie. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah. Just the universe. The universe kept us apart until until now. I know. Because I have to podcast when living your dreams the only option. I love this. I love so the So I wanna without putting anything on you, I just wanna hear what would you say? Are you living your dream? Have you lived your dream? What is your dharma? Just spill it, Cat Corbett. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I think 
I'm constantly living my dream. I don't ever think I'll achieve it. And I, I just am one of those people, I think like if you would, I would never rest if I achieved something. Like I just am constantly like a shark. I have to keep swimming. And I think you both will attest to this, Julia and Jason, that if you're trying to do something creative, it, it's kind of bonkers, right? Like you are, you're, you're yeah. pursuing something that is seen by most people as a fool's errand. So not only yeah. are you, do you have to fight through the negative voices outside, you have to fight against the negative voices in your own head. So, oh yeah, that's on yeah, top of just time. trying to do the job. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're not like, yeah. yeah so, you, so if you can cut through those two things, you know, I was having this discussion with someone the other day, and I was like, I'm not, I'm an optimist, and I don't mean to sound like a negative Nancy, uh, but that whole thing that you know about anyone can do anything. I don't think that's true. I think you have to have some sort of weird blind faith that you have to constantly propel yourself uh, through all of this stuff. And I don't think a lot of people, I think a lot. it scares a lot of people to do that because there's not a lot of support. There's not like, yes, come on into the creative world and make up things and we're going to just think you're awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, and there's right. so many like shitty versions of what you're going to create first and you have to get through that stuff. Like you have to just keep going forward, believing that at some point it's going to work out like it's lunacy. Right. So what I'm saying is, yeah. is you have to kind of be a lunatic. And I don't think most people are. So that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, it makes sense. You know, you see a lot of musicians that are incredible and it's like, yeah, he's, he's probably not that normal of a guy. <laughs> Well, any documentary he's, he's way bio, too good. Right. Huh? You, you find out about your favorite artists and you're like, oh, Wow. Oh, that, I get it now. He okay. She is so great because she's insane. He's insane. <laughs> well, I, I mean lunacy on a on a level of like you're no matter how many times you get smacked down, whether it's yeah. because you haven't learned your craft yet or you haven't figured it out or whatever it is to go a creative endeavor as a living with no golden yeah. parachute behind you is is really really difficult. So you have yeah. to be 100% Head down, keep going. Yeah, yeah, in it to win it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't right. know if 100%. a lot of people are are into that. You know, a lot of people like the security of the norm, and I don't blame them. I mean, it's kind of crazy to live in this yeah. wheel. Well, and it's <laughs> also wild. <laughs> know, right? uh, it's wild to pursue yeah. something like um, I've been pursuing voice work full time, and you never. It's very weird to go from decades of a salary and then to go into a field where you're a freelancer and you're always you don't ever know what's next. And it's not it's it's uncomfortable for sure. And I would you seem I've seen you people. I've seen you post some you've been doing some narration, which I think is very cool and sounds great. So congrats on that. But it is, you know. I do voiceover as well. And that's, you know, people often ask me, like, I want to get into voiceover. I'm like, all right, well, first learn how to edit. You know, yeah. like you can't, you're not just rolling tape and sending that shit into your agent because they'll be like, no, thanks, you know, with all yeah. your hiccups yeah. and stuff, um, you know, and uh, and then you can have to practice a lot. And then you're going to have to look at it as a freelance part time job, because the chances of you booking something over the millions of other voiceover artists out there is really tough. 
And again, that is not, I'm not being negative. I'm being realistic because a lot of people don't understand the work that goes into where you are right now or where I am right now. Those years of completely just, oh my God, I was so bad when I first started doing voiceover and radio, all of it. Well, I love when a a potential client will say, well, I mean, it's only a 30 second spot. How long is that going to take you to record? And I'm like, oh my God, it's not about 30 (laughs) seconds, friend. It's about the lifetime. That's gotten me to hear. <laughs> and, <laughs> Go oh, ask wait. your brother to voice the scent or your sister yeah. if you think it's that easy. Oh, and you have like, you have 15 lines. That's really a 60 second commercial, not a 30. So what seven and a half lines do you want me to cut out of this? Or are we reading this really fast? Like one of those legal things, like, you know, and you're just like, what yeah. is happening right now? Yeah. So, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's I so trust funny. me, I've been through all that. My first so voiceover fun. spot I booked, which I couldn't believe it, was for like some, I don't know, some some chemical they sprayed on uh, f- uh, farmland. Uh, who knows? And I couldn't pronounce it. Like, but no one could pronounce it. I guess I got close. And that's why <laughs> that's why I booked it. She got close enough. <laughs> but it was like <laughs> I walked out of there like, there's no way I'm getting that thing. And that was the first thing I booked. Whereas the other times I was like, I nailed that. I'm so going to get it. And I, yeah, nothing crickets. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's tough. You never know why you're yeah. going to be chosen or not. All you can do no, is right. your best authentic performance. You do. And you that's just have right. to forget about it. Like you can't yeah. start, you can't like do one, which everybody does when you first start. You do get it, you get the agent, you get the audition, you're like, you send it in and then you, you start planning out which mansion you're going to buy with your, <laughs> you know, voiceover millions. <laughs> yeah. You have right. to just forget about it. Because it, it, like the chances of it happening are just not. There's no chances, really. You have to be crazy to do this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I hear you. But I am kind of, um, a part of me is trying to also release this story because everyone keeps yelling at me. It's so hard. Voiceover is so hard. Ah, it's hard. You'll never, you know how competitive it is? And I'm like, cool. I don't want to live my life like, feeling that like I kind of have to be like no it's easy I'm going to book all these national commercials thank you yeah I mean I, I again I don't think I don't think I don't think about that like all the hard work yeah. or that I'm never going to get it when I do it I just when I get interviews I like bang them out I kick ass and like I go on to the next thing yeah, like I right. am more than Just happy to do it and yeah I hope I get it and that's great um I don't beat myself up I don't think about it afterward and I and I don't think like oh man you know another one I bit the dust on like I don't you know I think there's a, probably that thing happens to everyone in the beginning because you just feel like everything's riding on this one thing. And, and then later on you realize like oh there's so many of these things that'll come down the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you ha- you can't beat yourself up over it. And you learn something new every time, you know, when you're doing a different take, you're like, oh, wow, where did that come from? I, I did that, you know, so. It's fun when like a family or a friend will say, oh, did you, you did some auditions today. When will you find out if you get them? <laughs> um, I'm like, what auditions? Huh? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, like, what do you them. mean? I don't know. Right. Yeah, by the way, you don't hear. No one, no one text, emails you and says, hey, you didn't get it. I'm really sorry. You were really great, though. Yeah, no, they don't have time for that. You know, like 
doesn't happen but i do I but you know then the reward is like someone hears your your voice somewhere and then they you know i know they hit you back like you know i'm sure you've yeah. gotten hit because of your narration like when i was you know i've been doing the fifa world cup for a few years now obviously it didn't happen last year but you know and so i have friends like all over like holy shit i'm hammered in a bar in you know boston and i just <laughs> i swear i heard your voice on the t- you know, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you actually did. <laughs> so that's I swore fun. it was you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that cool. stuff is fun. It, yeah. It, I mean, it kind of grants you a little bit of like validation and like, yeah, okay. I got, I, I, I am good at this and I can do this and I do book things and things do happen because people hear it. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, you'll both, you know, know that like, you know, behind that were so many auditions that never happened. Right. But then you do get one eventually. And it takes a long time. Like I know, you know, the old thing that nobody tells you is usually a year goes by when you first start (laughs) before you book anything, you know, it's really that long, but then, you know, something happens and you do book something and that carries you through to the next thing. You just have to be grateful for that moment and be like, yes, you know what? I'm on the right track. And you know what? If you're not, you also have to keep your ears open and take the criticism. Ask a professional and just be like, what? Yeah. I mean, I'm always getting coaching and I always want to learn something new and find Mm -hmm. out a better way into my soul, Kat Corbett. (laughs) I think, uh, Julie, because, you know, you're both musicians, you, you know, you're, uh, you know, and creatives, you're always trying to learn something new, even if it's, you know, whether it's about what your art is or, or just anything, you're just always constantly learning. So. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, with voiceovers, it takes a year. And when you're in a band, it takes uh, 10 years or more. Oh, Jason. (laughs) I don't know. That's what they say. That's what they say. They say like, it's the 10 year mark. And this was like a hundred years ago that I heard this. It's, it takes, there's a 10 year mark when, and I'm like, no, I don't, that doesn't make sense. I've seen bands, (laughs) you know, start two years ago. If only was a guarantee that in 10 years your band would make it. I know. Again, (laughs) no guarantee. You have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it because you yeah. love it, which is exactly you know. yeah. that is it. Uh, no, I, I literally I've told so many people I, I don't do this because I want to become a rock star. I do it because I love it. I feel good when I do it. I see people feel good as I'm performing it. That's the raddest shit ever. It's yeah. amazing. Do you get stage fright at all? No, no, he rarely does. It really but I mean, I've been crazy. performing on stage for a very long time. Right. In fact, I just realized it's been very long. Wow. I'm not going to reveal how long it's been, but it's been a very long time. <laughs> well, I'm happy that I was a little, just a little bit in your, in your world uh, for yeah. your uh, music, musical career. That yeah. Let's good. get into Abs- the radio and talk about Absolutely. Uh, because yeah. Kat working uh, at KROQ in Los Angeles, she hosted Locals Only, which highlighted all these amazing local bands. And they go on and be huge. And uh, Kat played uh, Jason's band, Rival Tides. It was so, so fun. We should actually right now put in the little clip. We have that clip of oh, she had Oh, my God. Band. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Nice. Up to two. The new one, Emma Rosa, and it's Get Back Up on K-Rock, locals only. I'm Kat Corbett. Let's see who made it to number one. Number one. I see you hustling, Rival Tides. I see you, and that's <gasps> why you got the number one spot. Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Woo! The two of those things together. Number one, baby. 
It's Rival Tides. All my friends are stoned and number one this week on K-Rock Locals Only. Fucking number one. I see you, hustler. We love you. Wow. Wow. That was so much fun. Oh my god. I mean, honestly, it was fun because it, was it wasn't just like it wasn't just like these guys kicked ass, blah blah blah. Rival tides, not once, but literally, I think four times, maybe five. I mean, it was exciting. So that makes Kat, me happy, and you it know, was so thrilling. Ju- I, Julie, I, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Like on the other side of the mic, like I never ever get sick of playing a band for the first time and like kind oh, of yeah. understanding that importance and you know and knowing the scope and and the importance of a station like k-rock to get played on is a big deal you know so it was just one of those times where every time I added a new band or song into rotation that it was uh just a really great feeling so that makes me happy. That's awesome. awesome. That makes me happy to hear that because it, uh, the amount of happiness that it brought us and then hearing that it brought you probably close to equal the amount is uh, what can be any better than that? That's like a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> I, for me. I'm like, I'm getting paid to to feel good about my job, like what I do. Like, what the, <laughs> who the hell gets that? You know, you're like, is this, is this real or is this just a little trick game somebody's playing? <laughs> Right. So I found a way to, you know, get paid to do what I love. Again, you know, no one knows the like 20 years of ball busting that <laughs> up to that yeah. moment, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Let's go back to the beginning and really get a true <laughs> <Overnight>. idea. Of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a similar feeling though, too. Like you get a new band, blah, blah, blah. You get to play it. Seeing a band at a show that you have no idea who they are, you go to see the main act or whatever the, you know, direct support and you see this opener and your mind is blown forever and you become the biggest fan because you're just like who the hell are these guys and why don't i know about them they're incredible you know great feeling yeah yeah it really is it's a beautiful thing i wanted to talk about um i pulled a great quote from your in 2019 you were la weekly's people of the year <laughs> and you oh, yeah. said radio is <laughs> really is a really hard nut to crack. There's a finite number of positions and they're always full. You literally have to wait for someone to die. <laughs> that, you know that's, that's true, true, Julie. You know yeah. it's true. Forget about getting on a classic rock station right now. <laughs> they're never leaving. <laughs> Not until that they're dead. The, yeah. <laughs> the clock's ticking on those people. Come on, I'm just sitting here. I'm sitting here waiting like a buzzard to pick the bones. The classic rock DJs. Like, any minute now, because you know why I grew up with that shit on my walls. I may have not lived it, but I fantasized yeah. about living in it. So bring it. Yeah. Sign me you up. <laughs> you totally did. Yeah. Both of you did for sure. Absolutely. I mean, you just, it, it, that's the thing is like, they, it's not like, oh yeah, we're going to just, we're just going to wedge one more person in here. There's only 24 hours in the day. You know, you, yeah. you cannot fit more people in. So uh, it really yeah. is, a you know, and, and, you know, I have to say this, we were very lucky at K-Rock because uh, not a lot of um, stations keep people for a long time. They yeah. don't like on the air. 
uh, it is like it's like a game of musical chairs, like every three or four years all the time. And so to have people consistently stay for 20, 30 years on yeah. the air is so you're on K-Rock special. for 20 years, right? Yeah. yeah. 20, yeah. I was on K-Rock 11 years in New York, but even 11 was a long stint at the time. Now it I still is. People, yeah. 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 I mean, now it's like, who's even on air anymore? I don't even know, you know, but um, yeah, it certainly was a special thing. So I feel I'm grateful for that. And we were lucky. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I would say it's the same. But I mean, I really you were still working at K-Rock, but like, you know, my K-Rock in New York went away and became a talk station and all that. But gosh, looking, it's kind of neat to look back at that time. I've just been reuniting with some of the K-Rockers and it's so wild. To It's almost like we didn't even know. You know we were in our late 20s, early 30s and just every big band was coming by and we were hanging with them. And and I just don't think that kind of situation happens anymore, you know, especially with a lot of stations aren't even local. I don't know. It was, it was quite a time. No, I, you know, I've been saying this, I feel bad for, I really feel bad for the new generation of, you know, broadcasters or, you know, whatever they're going to change the name to, um, not experiencing, you know, having that access. I mean, I don't, I don't think because of the way everything is so watered down right now. I mean, it's not even radio's not playing a lot of new alternative. I'm just talking strictly in the alternative worlds, you know. I mean, uh, the yeah. last time it was like it was like new pop and hip hop tracks with a 30 year old Green Day or Nirvana song. Like that's what, it, you know, alternative it, yeah. it's turned into. Yeah. So, you know, so then in turn, you know, our record labels even fostering new talent in that alternative world. Like, so I don't know. Um, I don't think, you know, the newer folks are going to get that. I, they're also not going to get the joy and the hang of the family of the radio station, you know, like, yeah. And probably a, cause they're exhausted because they're all doing 10 jobs instead of one job now, you know? So right. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to hang with yeah, you guys. Really. I want to sleep, you know? And, um, yeah. and it's also, again, a weird time. It's COVID. I mean, it's really just kind of this crazy, uh, you know, coming together of weird things. There's no shows to hang out with. You're not even bonding with anybody. So, right. yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. we just went to our first, we just went to the Roxy weeks ago and we saw his brother's <laughs> band, Dead Sarah at the Roxy. And it was like, oh my gosh, we're at a, like you, I can't even believe how long it's, it was probably, I don't know if it's been two years, but it's been a long time since we've been, been a very long show. Have you too been long to, to where it was like, yet? yeah. I, well, so it's funny because the last show before lockdown, I hosted local natives in our sound space because I'd been playing them for years on locals only. I had a good long history with those guys. They're amazing. And so we did this special thing and then it was lockdown. I was like, oh, wow. So it was like a few months ago, they came, they played the Greek theater. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I hadn't been to a show and I was still kind of freaked out about going out. Uh, and I was like, but, you know, it'd be kind of fun to go to the first show back would be to see local natives, you know, kind of like bring it all around again, you know, kind of thing. And it was outside. Yeah. So I was like, great. So I went and I had a, the show was really fun and, you know, it was really moving and amazing. But I also was like, yeah, I don't want to be at a show again for a while. I don't know. Yeah. It was just yeah. I mean, I did weird feel vibe. we no, uh, for sure. We went backstage for his brother's show and I didn't have a sense of like no offense to these people. But I don't know if I need to be in a small room with a bunch of strangers right now. Like it's not worth it to yeah. me, you know. 
besides yeah. knowing. I mean, I, we know the band, but there was other people. There. <laughs> but all these and it other is like random a strange, people. you know. Before COVID, we'd be like sweating on each other in the tiny room. Someone's doing cocaine. You're like, what is that? You know, like spilling drinks on people and you don't even care. And now it's like, oh, my God, don't even even look at me kind of thing. (laughs) If you look at me, I swear I'll get pissed. (laughs) I was going to ask if you if you went to the Dear Boy show at the Troub over the weekend, but I'm assuming you did not. (laughs) No. Well, I'm actually in New Hampshire right now. Oh, yeah, oh okay. There you, you go. You can't tell by Are my New Hampshire road? decor behind me. <laughs> you know, it kind of looked like a Big Bear cabin, but either way, it was very cozy looking. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's super cozy. It's it's. Uh, I love it. My friend's house right near the water, and I was like, "This is so great! Like we could just chill out for a while." So, unfortunately, yeah. I did not go to the Deer Boy show, but uh, shout out to those guys because I love them. Yeah. They're amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're friends of ours. They're good guys. Love good. them. So. You just left uh, K Rock for good. Yeah. Yeah. What's so? How'd you come up? Like, how'd you make that decision? And what led up to all that? And you know, I was just your path. No. Okay. I I just uh, and going along with the creative thing. I think um, you know. I think there's a level of I don't want to say boredom or something that's built into it into that personality. Like I constantly love new challenges and stuff. And I started thinking about leaving some years ago because I was just getting really bored. Yeah. Just, you know, you keep doing the same thing every day. It's like, you know, how are you going to change it up? And, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know. So it it started then. And then I left my full-time midday position, but I was still doing fill-in and uh, on air, you know, like met the local show. And then, you know, this past year of the past two years of COVID, it was really, really difficult because, uh, you know, doing stuff from home, you know, and then still and not feeling fulfilled was like, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, and um, yeah. so it really I think everybody had that time in this past lockdown. Think about what we wanted and what we should be doing and. Also, you know, how to financially maneuver those waters so that you can still, you know, pay your rent and, you know, uh, you know, and still do stuff. And um, I had such a good time at Karak. I, you know, I met, you know, a second family there. And so, you know, it was just weird when, you know, Kevin and Bean left that morning show and then, um, you know, and then Stryker was, you know, out and it was just kind of like you also realize it is the people you work with and there is an energy and there's a rhythm and, you know, and not saying that I don't want to work with new people. That's not it. It's that I was already kind of getting burned out. And so it was kind of like, oh, wait a minute, I'm already burned out. Do I really have it in me to get it and keep going in this. I'm like, no, I need, I need something else. And even if it's sheer terror that, you know, I'm running out of money, (laughs) that's always a good (laughs) motivator. So, you know, I, I like to live on the edge. So I was like, I just, I'm like, I just, I need to, you know, it's that old thing is you have to sometimes, you know, get kicked out or, or pull yourself out one or the other. And, and when you do, then you're opening up the world to more opportunities, which is exactly what happened. Um, yeah. I was like, because when I was at Carrick, I was like, why is no one hitting me up for it? like, I would, I would do that. Or like, you know, and the second I, I, you know, announced that I, I was leaving, 
it was all of a sudden everybody came knocking on my door and the, and the, and the whole, every, every single entity that hit me up was like, well, we thought you were all set working there. You know, it's K-Rock. And I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Right. I didn't, I just, I wasn't thinking in those terms. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and yeah. you so, didn't, on LinkedIn, you didn't have looking for work around your profile. No, I did. <laughs> am I like? Am I supposed to do that? I didn't even know about. Oh, this is so funny. So LinkedIn, I always thought was like about sales. I had no friggin' idea. Uh, my friend, <laughs> my friend Sam Maloney, uh, who's a drummer for Hole and you know Motley Crue and like whatever, she's like, oh no, dude, she's like it's rad. She's like it's way better than Facebook. I was like, what? Oh, so she's funny. like walking me through it, and I was like, oh my god, all right, they they have actually done a good job of, <laughs> you know, making it uh, a place for all different types, including yeah. you know, right. creatives. I mean, it's a great place to network. It is sometimes becoming a little Facebooky, you know, people putting because you know, it really is supposed to be more like about business in your professional career. But then someone will be like, as opposed to personal, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or political. I mean, it's personal, like but it is more. Yeah, it is more yeah. of a business uh, platform as opposed to. I'm I'm not really it. on it, but it was kind of me dipping my toe in the water of like, an uh, you know, an entity that's known for finding work. I was kind of like, oh, what if I just put something there, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That was before I decided to officially leave. It was kind of like that, uh, you know, setting up stuff. I think, you know, also when you're being creative or trying to be creative and support yourself, you have to be, you have to strategize. You have to think 10 steps ahead, yeah. you know? Um, well, and I think to, social media, even if you hate it, I think it's a just a good way to get your work out there and also to show people all the different things you're doing as opposed to maybe you're just known for one thing. Yeah, because I don't think people, you know, uh, you know, they hear you on the radio, Julie, and you're like, oh, that's that's where you are. And I'm like, well, but that also means I can use my voice. I can do character voices. I can do podcasts. I can do narration. I can, you know, I can interview people that are not yeah. necessarily musicians. Um, yeah. You know, people just get that thing. And so, yeah, you know, that that is really difficult. It was really, it was really hard for me to, because um, I decided to kind of be public about my writing aspirations. Is that right? Aspiration. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, you know, th <laughs> I would do these like, you know, there's these contests, you know, screenwriting contests. And uh, you know, I only entered a few, like the the top, the top ones, you know, like the most important. And, um, you know, and when I placed and got recognition, for me, it was validation, which I needed that validation from a business that doesn't know me at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, totally. that's blind sure. reading stuff. And it was really, really difficult for me to craft the social media post saying, hey, I'm, a, you know. I'm a semifinalist for the Academy Nickel Fellowship. Like that was really, really hard to put that out there yeah. because I, I'm yeah. so terrible at self-promotion. Oh, but funny. I was like, I ha a friend of mine was like, you have to do it. If this is what you want yeah. to do, in addition to what you do, you have to let people know you actually do it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. God damn it. He's right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So it's it so wasn't simple like yet me, so difficult. It wasn't me bragging like, "Hey, look at me winning another award." It was me <laughs> trying to uh, let people know that I'm not just this one thing; that I'm doing this other thing. You're not a one-trick pony. No, I'm a multi-hyphenate. Yeah, damn it! <laughs> multi-hyphenate 
Oh my god. So that was really funny. So again, that's that's the strategy. Like you can't just be like, I'm just gonna be a creative person and everything's gonna just be wacky enough and everything. You actually have to have a plan, people. You have to like build these blocks, keep doing them. That's the whole thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about your writing. Now you you've written how many screenplays have you written? Um, I've written a few, uh, you know, I decided to, um, stop writing scripts uh, when COVID started happening, when I started to see everything starting to shut down, I was like, wait a minute, uh, who the hell is going to read my shit? Like <laughs> if this town is shutting down, they're tapping into the people they already know that are professionals and they're getting all of their work. Like People like me, newbies in in screenwriting, are not getting hired. Like, unless it's some crazy great script. Like, no one's going to be reading that crap, right? So (laughs) what... And I had gone to the Austin Film Festival um, the year like right before that. And the one thing I had heard, and this is why it's always beneficial to go to a conference for whatever it is that you are trying to get into, is, you know, you pick up these things. And every single panel I went to was talking about IP, um, which is uh, intellectual property. That's what Mm. they want to turn into TV shows and movies, right? Because they want something that already has a built-in audience. Intellectual property is a book, whether it's self-published or not, mm-hmm. if it has an audience, it's, right. you know, if it, it if yeah. it's, you know, an essay it. or it's a newspaper article written about this crazy ass story, that is intellectual property because then you can buy someone's life rights or whatever. There's something to, you know, convince the studio this is going to be a thing. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, it was like so obnoxious every time I heard it. Internet, IP, IP. I was like, oh, so. Then it dawned on Enough me. This IP. It dawned on me during COVID. I was like, wait a minute. You're not going out anymore. You have all this time. You're not waking up hungover or whatever because you were out till God knows what time. Um, yeah. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do? Are you just going to sit on the couch and bitch about how the industry you're trying to break into isn't running with the possibility of someone reading your script right now? And I was like, yeah. fuck that. So I wrote two books during COVID. Oh, and I was God, like, awesome. I mean, they're not they're not ready to publish yet. But, you know, I no, I, was but like, I mean, that's yeah. You know, that's but when I cool. when they are ready to publish and I will self-publish them, that's my IP. I will own it from the ground up, you know, yeah. if something happens. Right. So that sure. was where that kind of came from. Are one of those IP for life. Obituary? Obituary? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Did you like, were you, scared? Like where were you, you scanning my website? <laughs> yes. Your website. Yes. yes. I did my due diligence. <laughs> Creeper. I know, we saw um, the title. We saw the title. Can you tell we're us like, what, what it's the about? F- <laughs> I can't because I'm actually working on this other one. And I was like, what? I was trying to get the trademark on that, which I ended up getting. um, And they're like, you have to put stuff up like like you're, you know, like own it for the trademark lawyers and all that. So I was like, all right, I'll just put up some merch. And then I, you know, put it up there, let them know I was serious about it. And uh, I pulled it down. But it's not ready yet. You know, again, with creative endeavors, you know, especially writing, I think it's really a lot of people don't push through because you will rewrite you like 10, 20 drafts. Yeah, sure. That's what it takes of the same thing. Yeah. Really fucking annoying. (laughs) 
I know my uh, I I lived through my uh, the singer of the band uh, Robin. He he is a director and screenwriter and and he's done a feature film. He's on he his has second an awesome movie film. you can rent called Party with Me. Yeah, it's oh, called nice. Party with Me. It's amazing. Please, I'm going to write it down but right now. Just in reference to the whole one, two, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty drafts, it's like yeah. That, that happens and if it's a 150 page script that's a lot of drafting yeah. it is you know i i sent because i hired a professional editor you yeah. have to do that um you know i'm not going to put out i'm not going to self-publish a book and have it be like a shitty version uh, you know just because i'm doing sure. it myself doesn't mean it have to be it has to be amateurish so i you know i hired an editor yeah and I just got the notes back. You know, it's really hard. Like you have to take a minute because you want it. You want them to be like, it's amazing. You don't have to do anything. Right. And then you get like this five page memo of everything that needs to be fixed. <laughs> exactly. and, uh, so, so, you know, you kind of look, you kind of reading this, the, the notes back with the one eye closed. And uh, it's, you know, you have to go through this seven stages of grief with the edit that comes back, you know, like the anger, the uh, like, I can't do this. And oh, my God, what was I thinking? And then. And then you start being like, oh, wait a minute. These are really great notes. And these notes are going to make this so much better. Holy shit. Why didn't I think of that thing? And why didn't I think of that thing? And, you know, you're just too close to it. And so as much as notes suck, they, they're a good, per, you know, a good editor is going to um, give you great suggestions and you have to be open to that. And a lot of people are not. They say they are and they are not open to uh to suggestions criticism and critique. Or, yeah yeah right yeah yeah sure. it's, it's hard it's hard to, it's hard to hear someone not say your baby's beautiful you know <laughs> yeah exactly well because you created that baby or you created whatever it is right so you have that vision and that view and that's the whole reason why you did it and then somebody over here is like well actually blah 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 and you're just wait hold on what <laughs> <laughs> but like you said luckily you can realize and go oh okay you know what? That's actually amazing. How didn't I think of that? Why didn't or whatever it may be? Yeah. yeah. And it's not like you, you have to agree with everything. You know, there was a couple of things I was like, oh, sure. you know what? They ca they called me. Up. Like, you think you can hide something and get it by. And, and you know, a good editor will like tell you, like, I feel like you I feel like you cheated. Like you didn't go all the way with this part. And I'm like, God damn it. She's right. I didn't. I totally chickened <laughs> out. And now. You know, I know when I go full throttle, it's going to be amazing. And why did I hold back? Like, why did I do that? That's weird, you know? So you do need those people sure. when you're when you're doing something. And and again, I feel like writing is a, is a compulsion. It's, you know, your pocket because I have to. It's like I can't not do it. Some way right. I'm I'm writing. I'm like making up shit somehow. I do not know how not to do it. Right. Right. I don't know. It is. It's like it is a compulsion. That's what I call it because I just have to. That's why yeah. we named our podcast. That's, yeah, exactly. Have, that's going to be a great clip to pull for promotion. That is. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I feel like I feel like the majority of people and this is and this is not uh, a slight on, on, on anyone. Um, you know, are afraid to try things, right? Afraid to try new things or afraid to try stuff, which I totally sure. get. I have a fear of not trying things. Like I have a fear of just, oh my God, uh, uh, someday, like, you know, on my deathbed, like I should have done this and I should have done that. And like, I never wanted <laughs> to ever ask that question. I, I mean, I, I knew that when I was a young kid, I was like, I am never going to ask that question. So I didn't. 
that's awesome. pretty special. Yeah, seriously. Why do you that, think you had that, that, really... that feeling so young? Like, were there any influences? Yeah, I think it was just like, you know, I saw my parents, you know, and, um, you know, how they were raised. And, you know, I mean, look, my mom, you know, she's 80. She was raised old school, you know, and I was still and she kind of kept that old school mentality, especially about women. And I was like, you want me to get married out of high school? I don't even have a boyfriend. What? I Like, I don't I don't understand this. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, I'm going to college. I'm going to like make movies and stuff, you know, and she, she, we just not get each other at all, you know? And, uh, you know, and there was things that my dad, like he really, I think he really wanted to do. And he just got caught up in that life of like, you know, family life and having kids and, you know, working and, you know, being supportive. And I'm truly grateful. And I was just like, all right, I get it. I'm not having kids. Cause I don't want kids. I have dogs and then I will do what is in my heart. Passionate that those will be my kids, my projects. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Your little babies. That's those right. Babies. I do want to talk about a little doggies. So when you were on K rock, you had, um, what was the name of your, Oh, K rock to the rescue where you, yeah. um, highlighted rescue organizations, but you also, I love, cause you also posted pictures of your own dogs every Wednesday and yes. you called it Leaf Blower Wednesday. Tell us about all that, uh, like what got you into rescue. I love that. And love that you uh, rescue seniors. Your dogs are the cutest. I know you just lost one. I'm so sorry. Oh, thank yeah, you. He was, uh, oh, my blue man, my little special chihuahua. What a nugget he was. You know, I definitely think, you know, animals are better than people. I mean, they're just, let's just be honest, right? Like, they're just, they're just there to love on you. That's all they want. They just want, they just want That's to feel it. safe and they just want to love on you. That's it. You know? And I yeah. was like, oh, this is amazing. I can have all of this love and give my love and I can leave the house and they're fine. You know, <laughs> you can't leave the kids when they're <laughs> like, <a> little. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to be fine. You're not going to be ordering porn on the TV when you're not supposed to be, you know, and like, you know. <laughs> Uh, getting into mommy's medicine cabinet. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't have time yeah. for that. So, um, no, but I just, uh, you know, I've always loved animals and uh, they're just, they're great. Uh, you know, they're just great places to funnel love and to get love. And um, I've just seen really amazing like therapy. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm one of a lot of people who suffer from depression and just kind of having that therapeutic, you know, that, that, hand on the fur is is really a thing like it really yeah. is you know like you forget yeah. about oh. your shit you know so I know it's real and um so I was just like I have this microphone what am I doing with it that's good other than talking about music like I should be using my microphone for something you know something and, and I was like who doesn't like puppies and kittens come on like everybody does so yeah and you know julie in in radio if you can sell it it's it's on the air and i was like oh, oh. yeah i was like sponsored yeah it's a billion dollar industry let's get this up and i just wanted to because i uh had adopted my bulldog v from uh southern california bulldog rescue and you know these a lot of these rescues they're always in need of money and they're always in need of fosters and it, i just i was like i just want to remind people because you know she's an english bulldog and there's all these people who are like you know i'm going to pay thousands and go to a breeder and it's a hideous business. It just is. Yeah. You're making money off the backs of animals. And by the way, not taking care of the ones who are giving birth, the amount of like dogs they use 
in these breeder things uh, just get dumped after they're used up, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's just hideous. And, you know, let's face it. We know a lot of shallow people in Hollywood who uh, want a, the, you know, the breed of the day and then are done with it. You know, they're like, oh, I'm sick of it. Yeah. You know, I was just like, you know, if you want a purebred, there's a rescue for every damn dog. We did shepherd, we did beagles, we did labradoodles, you know, you name it. English bulldogs, there's a, there's a rescue for it. And there's always people who's, who are just doing great work and, you know, working under, it's a volunteer effort usually, and they always need funds. And I was like, let's do it. And, um, you know, in seniors, they always get a bad rap. I, I don't want to bum anyone out, but there's this thing where uh, a lot of people dump their old dogs and cats right before Christmas they get old. and yeah. walk out with a, a younger animal. And so that's so that's why I was like, I'm only going to adopt seniors. And I have. Um, and frankly, when you say senior, it's like any animal over like it depends. Five to seven is usually the range. Yeah, I was going to say five or higher. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, this is great. They've already moved past their peeing in the house stage and their chewing shit stage. Like they're good. (laughs) They're just stoked to have a soft bed and treats, you know? So I just still pees in the house sometimes. But you know what you have to, you know, you also have to like, you have to give your new adopted animal at least a month decompression time because they don't know where the hell they are. They don't know if it's a good place. They don't know anything. So you got to give them a minute to like adjust. But I just, you know, it's one of those things that I know is uh, helps people out in, in, you know, different forms of therapy. They're amazing uh, protectors and cuddlers. And I just, like I said, I had a microphone and I just wanted to kind of use it to shine a light on the people who do the work and the fact that, you know, adoption really is the only way to go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, no, I, really and, I mean, there's all the work you've done. It's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it is much, I love, we love animals. I mean, they're literally the most loyal things, let alone animals, let alone just individuals in the world. They're so loyal. They're so loving. Like you said, you touch the fur and you're like, I feel this connection. I know. At Leaf Blower Wednesday started because during COVID, there was nothing going on. It was it was so dull. And every Wednesday, the leaf blowers came and my dogs would lose their minds. And I was like... <laughs> I, was, I just started posting videos like Leaf Blower Wednesday. And then people just started, you know, if I didn't post a video on Wednesday, they were like, where's the video? I need it. Like, I don't know what day it is. And I was like, OK, so for a little while, it became a thing. And we we actually raised some money for um, Southern California Bulldog Rescue, which was great. So everybody had some fun during COVID, which I think we needed. Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, guys, we are uh, at the part of the program where it's five o'clock somewhere where we ask you five quick questions (gasps) and we get to know more about you. Are you ready, Kat Corbett? I get to do the five (laughs) questions. Yes. All right. Um, Question number one. Who plays you in the movie of your life? Oh, wow. Fuck. Uh... Anything I say is going to make me sound like an asshole. Like, I look like that no. person. Uh, I no, just, look, no, no. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, this It's hard to say that. Um, well, who would you want? We'd be like, oh, I, I can pick anybody? Okay, it's this person. Well, what, how about this? What's the first one or two or three people that came to your to mind? mind? Just 
All right. Yeah. I have been, and maybe it's because it's my longer hair. It was uh, Jennifer Aniston or Scarlett Johansson, oh. mainly oh, yeah. because they could both handle the wise ass, like, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. And sure. I, I was like, great. I would have to think harder on that one. If that's a hard thing. Like, see, I'm embarrassed now to think about someone playing oh. me. In that <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all Question good. number two. Question number two. Okay. We think you're quite the goth girl. What's your favorite saddest song that cheers you up? Oh my god. Saddest <laughs> song. <laughs> Saddest song. Oh god, you know, it would just have to be probably something by the cure. You know, I would say yeah. uh it's not even it's not one of their hits or anything like that, but it's one of my favorite cure songs. And it's not necessarily sad, but it's the cure song. So it's called Push and it's from Head on the Door and it has like a 10 hour long guitar intro <laughs> I just I just love it I just love it before Robert Smith I even starts it. singing it's like just guitar <laughs> yeah it makes me happy that's, that's so awesome. great okay question that's number awesome. three you get to erase you get to erase one band forever which one Ooh. is it oh my god <laughs> you guys are putting me on the spot here this is terrible Welcome to Five O'Clock Somewhere. They just get to go to an island and live their fabulous life, and they get whatever they want on that. That's island right. Yeah. Forever, and well, they're very make happy. it positive. Yeah. Oh my god! And now I'm gonna <laughs> then I'm gonna get canceled by like someone's army, and then I'm gonna be like, oh my god, because I have to podcast totally. Fucking <laughs> put me on Threw the me under. I'll tell you, but I'll tell you, but you're gonna bleep it out. You're gonna promise me you're gonna bleep it out. All right, Julie. All right. Promise. I me. promise. Okay. Because their people are crazy. And I don't want it. I want you to swear to me. I want you to swear to me. You will never repeat this, No, no, this, we, swear, we swear. If you yeah, do, we swear. If you repeat this, I'll, I'll never talk to you again. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh whoa. I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. And, and I could totally understand that. I, I don't even know the guys, but I've just I've heard I've heard too many things through through people and and through through little birdie from another birdie. Right. Yeah. Can we say this since we're not saying who they are on the podcast? Is it is it the whole package? The no, 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 no. Whole... Definitely just no, just the one just the solo party. Yeah. Oh, yep. okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to knock okay. the others. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. This um, will be a mystery. There, like, on, we'll put it, put it in a time capsule and, and 20 years from now, I won't give a shit. I'm going to say it right out loud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once oh, yeah. you're gone, can we reveal this? <laughs> the, Once I'm gone, yeah. yes. You know how people <laughs> like right Feel free to release <laughs> the uncensored tapes there, Julie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, well, I'm not going to specify either, actually, because then it will give it away. There's a reason why one of the people in the band left which that gives nothing away so yeah no. that's <laughs> yeah there's a specific reason why that that one person is no longer in the band i'm well, sorry folks i just uh you know it will it will be like that you remember when closer from nine Inch nails the, uh, you know the video was edited and we didn't know what the hell was there for like decades and then they finally released the uncensored and you're like oh i wish i never saw that like it's kind of like that right <laughs> So don't worry about it. I know. Yeah, exactly. That's ex- that's a perfect example. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, yeah, now so we're gonna funny. do the next question's a little bit of a flip. Oh, uh, Jason. Yeah, question number four. You have to live with one rock star for the rest of your life. Who is it? Oh, oh god, they have to be fun then, right? 
They have to be everything fun. Unless, unless you don't like fun. Do they cook. Oh, I'm thinking of all the things I need done. Do they, you know, they have to like dogs. Do they build things? I mean, the first guy that came to my head is someone. I'll tell you after you give your answer. Oh, yeah. Well, no, give me that. You give me some inspiration. Like who? Who? Would that okay, be? so my my the singer and the guitar player were at an event of their uh, one of their jobs, and Dave Grohl was there cooking barbecue for everybody. Oh, Jesus. Now you right, I would she have can't to... say Dave Grohl. She can't say Dave Grohl now. You gave her the answer. We got to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he makes coffee, too, which is my other thing, right? Like, I, I know, feeling, yeah. I feel I feel like Dave Grohl would be everyone's answer. I, I can't... I haven't heard... He... I mean, I don't know him. You know, probably know him. Like, he seems like the... Well, we're actually... Oh, this will probably air afterwards, but we're actually going to his storyteller's thing on Tuesday. Oh, fine. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, yeah. come on. Like, how? Imagine there if there's like this about? other side of Dave Grohl that's the most just, annoying. <laughs> like, you're like, oh my God. Like, you do live with him and you're like, this fucking guy. I, get him out of this my house. This guy is terrible. Yeah, exactly. That would be, that that would would happen be to awful. me, actually. I'm pretty sure that would happen to me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I think we'll... I think maybe I just maybe I'll just get like live in like on Springsteen's farm and um, I'll hear him singing around the campfire. He has to like dogs, right? He has to. I know he likes to drink. I would like a cocktail. Come on, sign me up, Bruce. <laughs> I mean, you're not just going to have to hear him play. You're going to have to hear him play for three to four hours. <laughs> well, can you imagine his own house? He'd just be playing 20. I'd be like, Bruce, will you shut it? Oh man, right? Be throwing stuff at his uh, from my cabin to his hu- big mansion. Like, stop, knock that hey, racket Kat, off, yeah? Bruce. Maybe we won't Not go to <laughs> uh, Maybe I should have picked a dead musician instead. <laughs> I would like to live with the corpse of. Yeah, the corpse of I don't know John Bonham. He seemed like an interesting guy. <laughs> Oh, okay, uh, last question. Question number five. Now we turn to a serious note, Cat Corbett. Okay. What is one thing that most people misunderstand about you? Misunderstand about me? Um, God, I, there's a lot of that. I have to be honest with you. There's <laughs> a long freaking list. Oh, uh, it happens. I think it's I, I. I think because I was like in this alternative box for so long that uh you know people don't think i could love other genres of music and you know different styles or you know i knew i was a punk snot indie snot when i was growing up like how can you how can you like that better you know and as you as you've gotten old as i've gotten older i'm like oh wait a minute i would have the best fucking time playing these artists because i never got to play them in radio right so i could just be like this super fangirl like i was never cool i was never cool ever and so i don't mind like i don't mind you know loving bands that people might be like what or you know i'm not i'm i'm i'll defend any of that stuff um but that's just like the long list like i think some people are always like you're so cool i'm like i am not cool i'm like i'm like i tried so hard to be cool it didn't work out it just didn't so i think that's probably just something because people always say that to me and i'm like what i do not feel cool at all maybe you're one of those you're so not cool that you're cool 
I was going to say, I don't yeah. Know, Maybe it comes around. really cool. Brainy, yeah. nerdy scientist. He's cool. No, I, I, I always feel like I always you're cool. I always <laughs> say I carry I carried a watermelon, like the line from Dirty Dancing. Like I'm literally always feeling that, that awkward that I brought the watermelon. Dirty Dancing line. Yeah. I, I carried a like that's how I feel constantly. So yeah, I right. think it's that I, everybody thinks I'm cool. <laughs> I'm not. Well, that's I mean, a nice wrap if, up. If, yeah, that is a good one. What do you say? If you weren't, if you weren't, if you were too cool for school, then that would make you not cool at all, literally. Oh, yeah. So the yeah. fact that you're like, I'm not cool, that means that you're literally one of the coolest. I yeah. tried. So. Like all my heroes were super cool. I was like, how is Debbie Harry not? super cool you know like uh, you know all of these great people that i admired like they they're so sure. cool i will never be able to stand in the room with these people that kind of thing um, <laughs> i tried it didn't happen so I'm just you know I'm well just you're that's still fun. cool regardless <laughs> you're cool i know that's well, a dumb thing for people to think in the room for us without <laughs> virtually at least i know all right, so yeah. people can hear you on SiriusXM. What channels are you on? I'm on uh, Channel 34 Lithium, uh, Monday through Friday, uh, 6 p. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. God, I will never get that math right ever. I, I don't care. <laughs> so I screw it up all the time. She, she does it all the time, too. She's like, wait, if it's three. No, hold on. If it's six. Is wait, it what? Here? What's? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult. To, it just rattle off your tongues. Oh, I screw it up all the time. People at, at this point, they're just collecting how many breaks I mess up. But um, and occasionally yeah. <laughs> on uh, Pop Rocks, which is fun because it's a exercises a different part of my music brain, um, which is. Cool. Yeah, nice. So, yeah. And we're going to be looking forward to some uh, novels coming out. Well, we'll see. It's going to take a while. It takes yeah. it's taking a little longer than I thought, but that's the process, isn't it? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah, you will get and it. Where done, can people find believe. you? Your Instagram? Uh, so Instagram is cat underscore Corbett, and then Twitter is cat Corbett, and uh, yeah, those those are the two good places where you can reach me. Awesome! It's been so so much fun having you on because I have two podcasts. You're really like living exactly what this podcast is all about, and we can't wait to see what's coming up next for you. I True, love man. your podcast and I love that you are revealing to people what it really takes, you know, if you're thinking of making a big giant leap into a crazy world. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to yeah. do yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. You just have right. to do it. Yeah. You got to believe. Right. <laughs> well, thank you for being on. <laughs> thank yeah, you so much for having it. me. It's good to see you too. Maybe next time it'll be uh, in person having cocktails in a very I was going to say open room. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be cheersing from across the room. All from right, good room. to see you. A very airy patio somewhere in LA. <laughs> yeah. Where the fans are blown that way and other the way. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Man. Well, there you have it. It's time for the after pod, where we talk about our guest after she leaves the room. That is Kat Corbett, ladies and gentlemen. Kat, are you there? Oh, wait, no, you're not. I heard some weird things. I thought she might be. She's like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> She's like, ha hey, guys. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, that was very sweet that she trusted us, that we bleep out that band. I sure hope I did. 
me too, because otherwise. Guess what, everybody? We know fired. what bandit is. We know ha, what bandit ha, ha, is. Ha, you ha, don't ha, know. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, she's definitely. It's it's almost like I felt like I know you know I know her so well following her, but also you know we we were very much in the same kind of path. Um, yeah. With me being on K Rock in New York, her out here, we're both doing voice work. But it's also funny that you guys both knew the similar slash same people that were on both K-Rocks at oh, yeah. one point or another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a couple people from K-Rock LA went to K-Rock New York. And now even like uh, Booker from K-Rock New York's out here in LA. I know he hangs out with Kat. Um, yeah. It's a small, it's a small, small world. It's a small world. That was super world. cool. That was super fun. And I liked just it really going was. through all the... Uh, all the different stuff, uh, you know, not just radio, but just really, I love, you know, talking about living your passion. It's, yeah, it's, um, and I'm learning a lot. I know I keep talking about Jim Fortin, my sensei and my transformational coaching program, but we're always, you know, people, people hide themselves. They don't sure. like to um, show up. Uh, you know, like even Kat said, she was a little embarrassed to say, hey, by the way, I, was you know in the running for f- the finalists in this writing thing uh you know it's some people i think we all do sometimes feel embarrassed to say hey i did something cool will you want to see what i did but, but that's yeah. what you need to do that it's be proud of what you're doing but also let people know you know hey this is what i'm doing over here yeah and sometimes there's so much fear and and worrying about judgment and so i thought that was cool that she just was pretty open with how that felt to post that and and also sometimes you get pigeonholed into one thing and that's what sure. i was saying a lot of people hate social media but as far as running if you're creative and really if you're running any kind of business it can be a place to really get the word out in a creative way you know and that does take that's another part-time job is doing yeah. your social media and that's perhaps why you hire people to help you do it um right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it was, it's really, it was really cool chatting with her. I yeah, know, it really we've was. We've never really hung out too much. It's kind of stupid. It's one of those things, <laughs> kind of dumb. You know what I mean? I know. Like, it and by the way, she uh, lived, she had a house, you know, Mi- minutes house from, from, from a, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> I could walk to it, kind of, yeah. long walk. But. Long walk, but really. I mean, it's a, once she said that the leaf lower Wednesday, I'm like, no way, you must live up the street from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, don't we no, have leaf lowers like every day though? I like uh, yeah. I mean, the, the next there's another one. The universal day is Wednesday because then trash day is Thursday. But oh. these other buildings oddly have one-offs one of them has it on monday and then another building has it on tuesday but then everybody mainly has it wednesday yeah funny yeah that was cool and it was cool that you're you know able to talk about when she played rival tides on locals only that was so much fun i know it oh my god what like what a moment for i mean i'll never forget the moment that that happened and we recorded it just in case it was going to be us and it was and, and and i mean that video that we have of us being like ah surprised live hearing hearing when yeah, she played yeah. it god yeah because so it's a much. countdown show and i'm not yeah i think she might have told us that you would be on the countdown but didn't say that you were number one so that was i don't pretty... 
I, think I, we I don't were know that right we. Out of the gate. I, I no, no, like no. Said, I don't know that we knew that we would be. I think uh, she said tune in because I'm gonna play you guys, but she didn't say when. That's my memory. Oh, oh, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were all sitting. Yeah. We, we we're all sitting around the radio <laughs> right. in the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> we really were. Right. You could be. You could be played. Uh, the show was two hours, so you could be played anywhere before the top five. Which, um, God, I forget what it was called, but. The, you know the top five that made it from previous weeks or or yeah. or here's a new addition to the top five here's an you know a new band um but it was so cool that she was literally almost or if not as jazzed as we were which makes me so freaking happy which is also why shows like that and even your show out on a limb like th- those are special shows that truly mean something yeah, to them but they're hard to you it. yeah and it's well it's fun for me too because I've been on both ends. I've been a DJ, but then I've also had my songs played on the radio. Yeah. Uh, Jim Nelson played my or I was on his show live and I performed on uh 88.5 FM. And yeah. my old band Plankton, we got played on the radio very briefly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool to feel both sides of it, you know, the excitement yeah. and is pretty right. it's even fun i mean think about it too it's even just fun when you love a song to hear it on the radio when it first comes out or you know like even if oh, you yeah. catch a radiohead song somewhere like oh, radiohead yeah yeah we're still right. music nerds and excited about that kind of deep stuff. down inside we always will be that's right so that was cat corbett i'm very excited to hear her new you know what she's got what she's got coming out with her writing and I love that she's expanding and doing all kinds of different things. And Yeah, it really is special, the things that she's doing. It's so awesome. And again, and that she even... Work. Huh? And all the rescue work she's done. No, I mean, that's... If she's happy about anything that she's ever done, that's, I'm sure, top two. <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's yeah, right. an amazing thing. Uh, seriously, that's, that's just an incredible thing. We all love animals, and so does she. Almost as much as I love you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. That was perfect. That's a perfect ending <laughs> of this fantastic podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Cat Corvette on the Cause I Have to Walk. Thank you. And thank you again, Cat. Love you. Can't thank you for everything that you do and that you've even done for me and my band. Much appreciated. And um, I could just cry. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast. The best way you can help us is share the show. Tell people about it. Share it with your friends on your socials and also leave us a great iTunes review. Just Google Cuz I Have To podcast iTunes. Go to the bottom of the page and there's your review section. Make it good, will ya? Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast and email us, especially if you know someone living their dharma and you think they'd be a great guest on the show. It's Cuz I Have To podcast at Gmail. And oh, we do love those voice messages. You can leave us one at anchor.fm slash cuz I have to. Keep living those dreams, friends, because you have to. Till next time.